0: Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? <laughs> Hello Brisbane! <laughs> the Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike-kai What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is it Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4x. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. And Henry, we've done Arana Hills, we've done Bowen Hills, but today we're going to get a little bit camp on you. Let's set up a tent and a disco ball. Yep. I assume that's that's two different types of two camp. Two different types. That's that very good. good. Let's go to the Tent camps. World with our boyfriend. That's good. Two different types of camp. Two different types of camp. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Elton John's house. With some in swag, Buna. which is almost two different types of swag, almost, almost three different types, fantastic, of camp. yeah, swag. But it's going to be swaglish because what are we talking about today? Ah, uh, we're talking about Camp Hill. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. Place. You know, it's only recently occurred to me that obviously the reason Brisbane has so many suburbs with hill in the name is because it's an incredibly hilly town. Mm. But that sort of makes the hill redundant. Like Petrie Terrace is a hill in many ways Paddington's a hill mm. We could all call our suburbs, oh, Grange Hill Belimba. Belimba isn't actually It's probably one of the few I wonder if they were older suburbs I guess we'll find out when we get to the yeah, Wikipedia where there was Which is a l- very exciting part of the show mm. For the fir- for the person listening in for the first time 100%. To this episode Because they live in Camp Hill Welcome uh, now this, is, uh, this suburb is meeting a lot of our listeners' requests A lot of UnPakistanis have said there's been a bit of a north side bias, a bit of a central bias, mm. which we push back on because I think it's where a lot of our listeners live. It's where Absolutely. a lot of the fucking interesting shit happens, to be honest. That's probably where a lot of our listeners have been. We're closing the gap between yep. our our deficiency in having yeah. south suburbs. So and, we're doing- and it's important to address the disadvantaged among us. Mm. Such as those who live in Campbell. <laughs> that is, yeah. And that's always <laughs> and when, that's, And I was one of those disadvantaged, as we'll get into, uh, wow. a suburb that is very close to my heart because it's where I grew up before. Yeah. In the, I know we've said that numerous times about Bulimba and Hawthorne, uh, but this was the one where I started. This is the oh, one where fun. when I came back from England, where I lived from the ages mm. of two till about four this is where I mm. settled down. Lots, lots of N- memories to unpack there. Or what we'll do an doing a whole episode? We can do a chest- packing England. England special. There was a zoo, <laughs> I remember. Uh, you sure yeah. you didn't just watch Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? And I wasn't out. That's yet. all your memory, even really. Yeah, no, wasn't out. No, it was two thousand one. I wasn't oh, in, you're England so in 2001. Old. Oh, you're so you are <laughs> so old. We're talking ninety-eight to two thousand. I think I got back and then they started dropping Harry Potter. Were you annoyed? I always find this when, you know, people, oh, yeah, I spent a couple of years overseas before I can remember when I was young. But you weren't born in England, right? No, but Emily was. Did that forever annoy you that your parents couldn't have just Stuck it around a little bit earlier mm. I guess you were first So maybe that makes sense but I was first Well, yeah, I think it was more so for them That they just took on the burden of moving a child As hyperactive as myself I'll refer you to the Scooby-Doo episode Yeah But to to move that child overseas And then come back with double the children oh, In that they brought Emily back I guess But It w- would have been easier to move the child overseas in a womb Oh, 100%. And If you'd been born in, in a womb In a dick, in my dad's dick well, In a ball sack In, you know and, and I'm currently In the twinkle trans- of his eye, <laughs> I'm just currently transporting around children, just wondering. Oh, what my, I'm future, drop them. my future, son. I mean, it's very unlikely. Mm. So isn't all your sperm replaced after like thirty days? Oh, that's. A, it depends on the lease they sign. Oh, yeah, thirty days. I think we've got to have November, six months. You know, you can oh, renew. Yeah. yeah, some of the sperm are month to month, oh, that's which good. is well. Very it's good annoying. thing we're talking about balls and sperm, Henry. Yeah, because we won't reveal the full details yet. Mm. But keen listeners should get very excited because we tentatively have a sponsorship. What? Very tentatively. Very tentative. I'm not sure we should be disclosed. Well, we won't say the brand or anything. No, we we're won't in, say the brand. Well, I feel like we, we're we transparent with our listeners. We are. We're in negotiations. Yeah. We're currently negotiating the exact details. It will involve a great discount for unPakistanis. 100%. Uh, at the end of the day, we don't want the money. We want all the benefits passed on to you guys. That's so that's uh, my big sticking point in the negotiations is make you know, my unpakistani's pakistanis kings of the world, and then we'll talk. Save them money because yeah. we certainly didn't get into podcasting to make money no. and good. True. Jeez, imagine if you had. No risk at all. You that. had the <laughs> rudest awakening, 39 episodes in, looking <laughs> at <laughs> your $200 from the last live show. You all remember the T-shirt uh, for yeah. Michael. Still well, good. I mean, it's ended up well. Yeah. By the way, if you've paid for a T-shirt, oh, yeah. feel free to come pick it up. <laughs> yeah, at some we point. have about like seven T-shirts sitting around that people have fully paid for mm. and just haven't picked up. Admittedly, I've done that before of going click and collect for a shop and then not picking it up because came Kmart where I did it, if you don't pick it up after fourteen days, you get a refund. Mm. So I ended up just deciding I didn't want it. Fourteen days later, refund. Which we're not doing. No such deal. Absolutely at, uh, the not the policy. We will. No, we've got a, your money. We've probably spent it already. You, yeah. Come get your shirt. You've shot yourself in the foot because I did get home and Jack was reenacting risky business one by yeah. one to, with each shirt on, doing the little dance in the hallway. So yeah. they're they're getting soiled to a degree. No, absolutely. Getting oh, getting because he was wearing them as the tidy whitey. He was wearing. He wasn't even the, wearing them as the t-shirt. He wasn't even wearing it as the <laughs> shirt. Oh, <terrible>. He had <laughs> wrapped them into I an, think an we underwear. We just assumed shake. he was doing a risky <laughs> business thing, but that guy's got something else going on <laughs> entirely. He was reenacting the scene from Alien where the alien bursts out <laughs> with the shirt. Yeah. Don't know how he and did so it. They're all ruined, but uh, no, it's very exciting. Uh, speaking of other exciting news, Henry, mm. the live show has sold out yet again. Another show. Common refrain on this podcast. What have we called it? Unpacking Brisbane, Brisbane tonight. tonight. As opposed to Unpacking Brisbane Live, where we do a live episode. This yep. is Unpacking Brisbane Tonight. Or Brisbane Unpacked After Dark, mm. which is Henry and I sitting in my room after live shows. Talking about what went wrong after a glass of cognac or something. It's yeah. a pretty exclusive invite. I just want the podcast generally, what went wrong we talk about with yeah. In our lives, really, the, the day-to-day, what have we done wrong today? Mm, what did we What did we get wrong? Mm. So we do that, uh, and then we, we're very excited for that show. It's going to be a bit of an improv twist. It's going to be fun. It's going to be loose. It's at 9.30. It's, it's really late. Hope no one's got rowing the next day, because no. you're going to be... I problem. can't imagine someone does and is getting. Oh, I guess adults can row. Adults can row. Does strike me as about fourteen times weirder when an adult rows. My mum was in a social rowing crew mm. with mums oh, like, who all met through their oh, sons I know doing like rowing. Forty plus people who row, and I think that's play on. I think it's weird to oh, do row you mean forty from year olds plus. Yeah, I thought you meant you knew. Oh f- no, 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 like, no! I know at least forty rowers. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, like, I don't think that's the truth. No nah, age forty. Uh, I think. 18 to 35, marketer's dream, Mm -hmm. nightmare to be a rower. Mm. Really weird Because it's just It's asking the question of like Seriously You must have something better to do With like mm. Your Saturday mornings And your Friday nights That's the age where you want to be doing it Semi-professionally Yeah 100%. I think that's it It doesn't have to be Olympics It doesn't even have to be Commonwealth Games But you've got to be looking at like States at some Like the, some sort na- of sponsorship Some sort of nationals or, at a dam That no one's ever yeah, heard of yeah. Is where you want to be looking There are some sports Where so many people Seemingly go to nationals Where I'm like It just can't be that hard oh, I European remember seeing some of the Some of the faces who like No nah, even like nationals for volleyball oh like seeing some you know, obviously, yeah obviously there's some great volleyballers out there seeing some of the talent that went, on, i was like gee that can't, can't be that big a deal i, I, I feel like volleyball yeah, anytime i've be, been to nationals for something i'm like oh it's the hardest thing in the world well lions youth of the yeah. year it's there the hardest know. thing in the world to become the best well no it wasn't the best one of the best youth in australia one of the best youth that was a competition yeah. joe was in when he was young where it was just best youth yeah just youth of the year whereas and i I'm it the teen category. <laughs> Uh, what other news do we have Um, what else we got mangroves mangroves very Very exciting quick mangroves update Uh, I'm learning the bass Henry's actually uh, crashing it on the bass we've we've gone a little bit rogue and I've sort of gone out on a limb and tentatively booked us some studio time Mm. so we are looking to record an album Um, we're going from basically a podcast joke to hopefully a 12 track album maybe a double album if we've got Mm. Songs and energy in us, but that's very exciting. If you've got any ideas for songs, send them through. Because I was reading about the process that um, Brian Eno, this producer, used to do with YouTube. Mm. And you two, and just write down things on a you know palm cards, like a debater or something. But they'd be like, use an old idea from the past, or like write oh. about home. I'd love us to do that exercise. You know, podcasters send in. You know, give me right the up, flavor yeah. of a camp hill morning. And we try to make that a song. That's a great idea, and I like the idea that once we have enough songs, not unlike ABBA, eventually we take all our hits and turn it into one oh, interconnecting, like big stars on forty-five medley type thing. Could be a or like a Grease mega mix. Megamix. Yeah, yeah, could be a Brisbane Can't musical mega mix. Yeah, Mango's good. I, I even update. I moved on to a second string this week. Joe wrote a new song, big move. very catchy new song, and I have just been sticking to that top string of the bass. Mm. A lot of majors, a lot of minors. I mean, I mean, and I've moved a whole out, octave whole octave? It's a whole octave. I've actually, one th- string. There's like two octaves. Oh, mate. 22 friends. That's the octave. I'm rocking that octave. Oh, yeah. I'm the octave puss, but I've- <laughs> octave, uh, pussy. Uh, octave pussy. Octave <laughs> pussy. Um, but I've gone down to the second string. So, <laughs> who knows? Could be Stay three. Tuned. By next could three. be a third. I don't know any basis to actually use the fourth. No, I me mean, neither. So, really, I think once you've got the first two, you're you you're up there with, you know, Trey, oh, no, Trey Cool's the drummer of Green of Day. Day. Mike Drint. Mike I Durnt. believe you. Mike, I think it's Mike Drint.
1: So you they no nah, I, I help I'm
0: gonna put ten bucks. it's dirt. surely I think that makes a lot more sense. Dirt. yeah, it's looking dirt. it's looking it's all yeah. coming up dirt here. well it's he's, well his real name is <laughs> Michael Ryan Pritchard oh. chart better known by his stage name Mike <laughs> dirt can put it out there. Mike Pritchard's a pretty good stage name for a bassist. He's best known as the co-founder bassist backing and occasional lead vocalist and former guitarist of Green Day. Very weird that he was occasionally the lead vocalist. And, and my guitarist makes it sound like he used to be a bigger deal in the band than he is. Very weird. Um, We should talk about something else. Something big that happened this week. We spent all this time on fake milestones like live shows mm. and me fingering a second string on a bass guitar. Mm. The real Joe master, Dwyer, our very own, got a haircut. <laughs> and Henry hasn't talked about it yet, and I'm very offended. Got a haircut off his total age <laughs> running time, I suppose, because he's twenty-one. Uh, uh, very we have a twenty-one year old, um, which we've had on the podcast for many years. In, well, no, in I don't me. think we've ever had a twenty one year old on the podcast. We've never had a oh, true. We've never had a twenty one year old guest. Oh, Maybe yeah. Drew was Maybe. No, I don't no. think he had his birthday. Drew was 20. He was, so we was, this is the first time ever there's been a 21-year-old on the podcast. And it's that mix of mm. Gen Z but millennial, you know. I'm comfortable on TikTok, but I can listen to the radio. Hell that yeah. uh, I think it's going to really help the show along. Hell yeah. Uh, and... How was your birthday? Did you have a good day? It was a pretty fun night. I, <laughs> that was one, pretty and Can good. I say one of the best nights of my life? It was a pretty... We, for a Wednesday oh. night, Henry, it was pretty crazy. I'm still recovering. Oh, we went to La Bubbles, you know, a Glaswegian waiter. Uh, and let me say, uh, two friends of ours didn't quite make it home. How's but, your arm? Uh, after that? Oh, that was an... Int- we can't uh, get into it. it. Nah, look, you know, if you get burnt it under ice you know, is the advice. It, it doesn't do a lot the way I did it. Here's, no. here's all I was. I hope no one was paying too close attention to the Queensland fire brigade's Twitter that night. No, uh, there no. There might have been some And no, no, no. And, and the last thing I'll say, if you check the council's flood plan soon, mm. maybe some news about yes. uh, Thursday morning. But <laughs> maybe um, check your <laughs> flood plan. No, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but that's not the only milestone, Henry. You've started a new job. Yeah, I've left Nova. You're doing course. solid nine to sixes. Nine to thir- sixes. First time in about yeah a year, a while. It's Bad. been well, 90. Yeah, no, tight I'm, I'm feeling okay. I was pretty tired That's on good. day one. I think just not even tired as such because I was well rested, but it was just the being back in an office takes it out of you. I imagine a lot of people have learned this and are going to learn this as we God, yeah. uh, move back into the kind of traditional workspaces. being at a desk in front of a screen without the ability to sort of get up and walk around and go in your backyard. Because I think we can all admit work from home, the intensity came off a bit Mm. and there was a lot of- You may be doing doing just as much, but gee, you're taking a lot of breaks. Fucking I think work from home, I've never sat down and worked solidly for more than like- 35 minutes No If that And and so that was a That was a cruise shock On day one But yeah good So far so great uh, It's 4BC mm. I'm working at uh, Doing some junior producer roles So a bit more of a uh, Kind yeah, of radio centric junior. What? Nickname junior Junior That's me I'm uh PG a PJ even So having a good time Wait PJ Producer junior I don't know is that actually your nickname? No, I don't have a nickname, yet. I've been there for two. PG days. would be good because our oh, parental guidance. Because yeah, because so yeah, I well, cause well Scott, a, the host, did call me Young Henry. I'm getting a bit of Young Henry. Oh, that's good. I don't think he's making a beer reference. I just oh, think he. I, mean, yeah. I honestly am quite young compared to others in the building. So yeah, I mean, like, given he's a you know a past, past state minister. Yes, I'm sure he's seen many um many a youth in his time. Many a Young Henry, particularly at things like Youth Parliament, the yeah, most important advisory body in the state of Queensland. <laughs> One of the great checks and balances. <laughs> Speaking of. Checks and balances us. Mm. We are a check and balance on a particular story. Yeah, That we, a, Well, a, apropos of a very sad development in the cricketing world, uh, mm. has had some developments. Joe, do you want to step us through it? Uh, yeah. So, tragically, the news came out on Thursday that cricketing great Dean Jones passed away of a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, dreadful news for obviously his family, the cricketing community, and Australians at large. Dean's a pretty iconic player. I knew him as a broadcaster and a commentator growing up, mm. as I'm sure you did, Henry. But news later came out that. Quite traumatically for Brett Lee, who we have spoken about this on the show before, mm. uh, Brett Lee revived Dean Jones twice yeah. doing CPR um, before he finally succumbed to his heart attack. Fucking incredible. Now, great from Brett Lee, who uh, I don't think we've ever slandered on the show, but you know we, we've discussed some major rumours. Now, Brett has unfortunately fanned the flames of those rumours a little bit more. Because the first person he called... Within minutes of this happening. Within minutes of this traumatic event is uh, Alan Jones. Recently retired. Recently Alan, retired Jones. Alan Jones. Alan Jones, who was part of the rumour mill surrounding Brett Lee and Kevin Spacey. Yeah, so Kevin Spacey and Alan Jones' uh, a- relationship, I suppose, was it's very close. similar to the accusations that uh, of the fling that Kevin Spacey and Brett Lee had on the boat. And, and around the time of those photos of the boat... There were photos of Lee Spacey, and Alan Jones having dinner together. Now, been, yeah, Alan Jones has had rumours around him for many years regarding this sort of grooming. I think it's fair to say yeah. grooming. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tread lightly around Alan Jones. No, Lee, I, I will, and Dean Jones, I will. But yeah, also to clarify for anyone who's like in the dark, um, Alan Jones and Dean Jones aren't remotely related. No, relation. it's not like he called you know Dino's brother or something. That's another. That's another aspect of the investigation. But yeah. Uh, Alan Jones and Brett Lee, I suppose, is there a spacey relationship? Uh, Let us know if you've heard anything, because my dad actually mentioned it apropos of nothing Mm. over dinner on Sunday. He was like, hey, you see that uh, Brett Lee and Alan Jones seem pretty close. Uh, Mm. Kevin Spacey vibe. I was like, interesting. You've got to be pretty close to be the first person you call after you try to resuscitate that fellow. That is almost, you know, fuck being someone's best man or, Mm. you know, godfather or any other relationship. The person you call first after trying to revive a colleague in a hotel room, probably the person you are closest to. I think a pretty close relation. Hopefully a test that none of us will ever have to go through. Yeah. But it's one that Brett Lee did and Alan Jones. It's more so the fact that because Alan Jones has for a long, long times, had these rumours. For a long, long time mm. had these uh, kind of... And I mean, the reason it's an accusation is because he is so incredibly conservative and defamatory and just derogatory of uh, gay people. And then it being, the accusation being, well, it's to uh, counteract his own mm. guilt that he lives with, that mm. he has been a closet gay man his entire life. And then, mm. so for Brett Lee to be in a very, very close relationship with him mm. does lend a little bit of credibility yeah. to the Kevin Spacey rumour of Brett Lee. Yeah. And and the Spacey rumour was a long investigative piece from us, Henry. Mm. And to be clear, we're, we're not saying anything concrete we just like to put these people in the same city, same place, same time and figure out how close their relationships are. And For we no the reason to the fact that it's interesting when celebrities do this it, together. Yeah. Literally, if it was like, Oh, um, Jennifer Lawrence called, you know, Helen Mirren, or even like Jennifer Lawrence called Jeffrey Rush. That's a cool affair. I would equally be like, Oh, that's fascinating. Cause these aren't people who should really be friends or know each other in mm. any way, shape or form. Very so interesting. If you've heard any more interesting things, let us know, outside of that, Henry... That's more than enough housekeeping. Ah, uh, plenty of house. The house is very well kept at this it point. Shall be- we talk about Camp Hill? Yes. Wikipedia will be there. Let's just get up the Camp Hill Wikipedia, Henry. Uh, I'll just say preemptively, it's an incredibly detailed Wikipedia page. Great. After the brutal, brutal efforts of taken... And this is actually reflected in, and thank you to all Stanis who wrote in about Camp Hill... Um heaps of people love that place. Mm. I don't know a hell of a lot of, about it. I don't know anyone prior to this who was that passionate, but it seems to be a place where passionate Camp Hill residents reside. Yeah, well, a lovely Un-Pakistani named Beth wrote in who said, you got to do it. My brother, mm. her brother wanted us her, to do I think, it all. I, th- I thought her brother is moving to Brisbane. She's saying move to Camp Hill, and he goes, "I'm not moving there until the unpacked stani's review it." So for Beth's brother, this could really yeah, be. Make if or he's breakers, listening to your real estate um, and if he's listening, uh, highly advise he moves there. It seems to be very livable. It, it could be closer to the city. How old... I want to know how old this brother is. If this brother's in a True. fairly long-term relationship, maybe getting some kids soon. 30 plus. Getting, getting some kids soon. If he's getting his hands on some... If the stork or crane, <laughs> depending on your culture, is coming through... Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't love to be a young person living in Camp Hill. Well, I was a very, very young person in Camp Hill and loved it, but that's we're talking five to ten. Yeah, I'm thinking 30 plus Mm. or ten below. Like what you said, if it's an age where you're appropriate, to be rowing in Joe's yeah yeah, if, if it's cool you for in you to row, Hill. it's cool for you to live in Camp Hill. Uh, but speaking of Beth's brother, he may be joining the population of Camp Hill. Henry, would you like to take a guess? And I know this doesn't ever help you in any way, shape, or form. I found this shocking. Can I ask him the population? It? So it's high, shockingly high. I'm trying to think of places that you've said are shockingly high in the past, which I think would be Saint Lucia. Um. Oh, can I go with twelve thousand? Ah, oh, slightly overdoing it. Okay. It is 11,200. That's, clo- oh, that's close. You know, that's close. That's close for, for being up there. Um, That's fucking enormous. In Massive. my mind, Camp Hill is the small little brother to Greenslopes, Karina, Carindale and Cooper Roo. Mm. That is absolutely staggering. Well, that was a big part of the feedback we got. And that was something I had dinner with my mum before recording this and similar thing of, oh, it's completely overshadowed by Cooper yeah. but it's a good thing because it's lovely. It's obviously got a lot of people living there, but it doesn't have that same self-importance mm. and grandiose and, nature that I think Cooper rather. And also it gives me a great energy itself. of like, maybe probably slightly cheaper real estate than Cooparoo. It's really sounding I I like a very attractive that. and very livable suburb. It's on a bloody hill. Uh, it's on a hill. Um, but yeah, 11,202 people there and Beth's brother Big. could be one more. It does make sense. Almost the first thing that's said in the Wikipedia page, Henry, is that it is a mostly residential suburb. And that's borne out. There you go. Uh, now, a bit of history for you. Now, originally the settlers in the area were farmers with a strong German influence in the community in the early period. Hail 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 Camp hail Cam- Camp. Camp. <laughs> we got hail. There? Camp <laughs> Hail. We go. Camp Hale. Isn't that the plot of Cabaret? Uh, yeah. <laughs> And the producers. <laughs> uh, um, I think it goes underrated, just as we've seen a lot doing the show. There seems to have been a quite significant German influence in Brisbane. Yeah. At the start. I feel like half the suburbs we do, it's like, oh, it was mainly German settlers. Bretz. Brett's is a German. Name. a German name. Bretz is a German. Oh, I guess name. like Brecht. Like, exactly Huff. like it. And I love half German. Brechts. Brecht. Brecht. <laughs> yeah, but I do love to acknowledge the audience. As uh, unpacked, oh, as, as Brecht, That was no. a very sophisticated Brecht. Yeah, and just after G- I joined you a cabaret thing, you thought, "Ah, oh, we're on theatre, we're yes, doing we're our, our drama nerd shit, we're doing our drama nerd <laughs> shit." Uh, but not at all. But, I yeah. agree with you. There's a lot of German bashing about, and it was long before those sneaky Bratwurst snuck down into the other uh, uh, Bavarian beer cafes, and they snuck down into Milton markets. I'll tell you where else the Bratwurst are sneaking, mm. Henry, our very own Fritzenberger, Petri Terrace. What? Because of course it's Oktoberfest. Oh, this week, starting uh, true. or starting Thursday, starting Friday, it goes for like four weeks though, doesn't it? It does in Munich. I think Brisbane celebrations is just the first week of October. Can't imagine R and A are doing one, are they? Oh, uh, no. With, surely. With you. No, with no. No, wait, they cancelled the Ecker. They're not doing the true Oktoberfest. They're doing a Zoom Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's really exciting. You can get your five litres of 7% beer and vomit on yourself in your 200 euro later hose. How good's that? Oktoberfest last year was, uh, I think, the worst camping experience of my life. Out wow. in Camp Hill in Munich. But, gee, cheap tents in wet and windy weather. It's not what you want. Uh, and you wouldn't want it in Camp Hill. Cheers. Yeah, no, it is. You did not want that at all. I just. Uh, I mean do I assume we get into it, but so these were German these German settlers in the area, yeah. these farmers, were they were they camping at first? Um It's actually the one thing I couldn't find on the Wikipedia. Because that page. was always just growing up there as young kids, we would always say, Oh, well, we assumed I think mean, this was our very elementary knowledge of like houses, but we would say, Oh, well, originally this was probably just a big hill with camping on it. And then our I think very young out we were like the tents became, mm. like, our house was originally a tent and then. Oh, that's very sweet. Maybe know. if you had, like, a like a treehouse in your backyard. We did. That was originally, oh, that was probably originally a little settler's cottage, Henry. For, you, fantastic you find one. just, like, a little copy of Mein Kampf in there and you're like, oh, hang <laughs> on. Hang on a minute. German settlers. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Wittersay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, well, uh Well, what I've all I've found, uh, speaking to its name, is that uh, it was originally called the Camp Hill Terminus Estate. Uh, oh. Cooparoo, which again doesn't help things i assume they camped on the hill but mm. what's really interesting it used to be called east Roo. Uh, and doesn't that sting oh, doesn't up. that sting that's, they didn't need that no that's literally like that. being called like a shitter version of your older brother mm. if it's like oh um you know henry uh what's your name oh lesser henry yep. yeah my older brother henry is called henry or junior producer Junior producer, yeah. JP. On, JP. And you are lesser than the people you work with. Hell yeah. Obviously. Hell. I mean, oh, I should be. Um, but yes, East Cooper, very exciting. Very exciting stuff. Um, other local street names yeah. include Hobart, Sydney, and Melbourne Avenue, which are the names of World War One ships, as well as Australian capital cities. Yeah, now, I found this funny, Henry, because <laughs> I've never seen the words Melbourne, Sydney, and Hobart and gone, oh, yes, of course, the World War One oh. ships, Naturally. <laughs> Oh, where am I going this weekend? It's um, ah, oh, it's the name of a ship. Oh, you know <laughs> that <laughs> World War, Yeah, that, that World War One ship. Yeah, huh. where can you? Uh, what's that place in lockdown? It reminds me of that mm. niche general who died on that ship in the Dardanelles. Uh, uh, was, was it? it? Uh, also, like those ships were surely also named after the capital cities. Yeah, like or are they or the, the they people first. Oh, like, but wasn't Don Brisbane Sydney. discovered? Well, Brisbane was discovered by Batman. Yeah. And I don't say that to be silly. Right. This isn't a, a lot of facetious podcasts. We I take his, our craft I think his name seriously. was John Batman. Oh, that's pretty exciting. Which is pretty cool. Do look that up. But yeah, um, I also love that yeah. the Camp Hill pa- Wikipedia page is very detailed, but I think it's partly because they're giving us the names of local streets. Mm. Having said that, it'd be fucking sick to live on like a Melbourne Avenue. Imagine if like in the war, like World War One, I, mm. I can just imagine a fleet. Like when they you know when they go as a triangle and they're just pulling oh, yeah. into a bay and it's fucking oh, Sydney. Yeah. The shells Melbourne, are raining down. Brisbane. Oh well, Melbourne Avenue. Are they saying the name of the ship was Melbourne Avenue? That maybe. sucks. That sucks because also if I was a German boat, ride, I'd be like, Oh, Melbourne Avenue, you could go right through it. Ha ha. So not very dangerous. What do you reckon the best I think Hobart? Hobart's the best name for a ship. It's the best name for a ship. Oh yeah, it's big, it's brassy, it's intimidating. Sydney sounds very sleek, like a little submarine. It's more of a submarine name. Melbourne sounds dumb. Easily beatable, Melbourne. You could just absolutely shoot down. with Yeah, it. Captain Captain Andrews isn't giving you the toughest resistance. Yeah, he's taking it all. He sees peak, one though. bullet and he's like, "All right, man, we we surrender now." And he but then the <laughs> ship sinks and he's like, "Well, I better fire the chef. <laughs> <laughs> I better fire the band." Oh, it's Green Day again. Ooh, Huge. Better a bloody ask The anchor polisher to resign. <laughs> but uh, no, not my fault. A little bit of tram news for you, Henry. Oh, we. Always loved trams. Well, years. you always talk oh, about a fair trams. bit of it here, I can say. Uh, oh, I'm not going to do that whole paragraph because no, it's okay. not all interesting. But there was a very major tram line. It was the Belmont Tramway line. Beautiful. Uh, it eventually became known as Route 06 between Fortitude Valley and Carina. So oh, you cool. used to be able to get a tram straight from the valley uh, to Camp Hill to Carina. Oh, that's long. But here's the one thing I find interesting. This route was replaced by a bus service... But as of 2016, Route 204 still follows the BCC Tram Route 06 along Cleveland Road, where Route 212 follows the Belmont Tramway. So if you're a big tram nerd, catch the 206, catch the 212. That is giving you exactly the route that the old trams used to go on. Fantastic. Which I think is very cool. It's like a historical route. Literally. If you're a, I mean... You know, we probably have enough listeners where there's like two or three tram nerds in there. I know a lot of people tend to get obsessed with trains and shit. If you want to replicate the experience of being on a tram, but just a little bit faster and a little less Melbourne. Mm. Take the 212. Get on the blade 212. I was, I in, was the in the 212. Two two two. <laughs> two on, two. on a tram. I was on the 212. <laughs> yeah. I was in yeah, the 212. Yeah, that route get and take in. Yeah, yeah that, that route, route get, get and take, take in. in. Yeah, that route. I was on the 212 and the Belmont tram. Where the fuck are you old? Oh, i <laughs> I'm the two O six. I'm the. I'm a real rude bitch. I'm a. I don't know. I'm a rude. I'm a root bitch. Ah, oh. other word. What are, What are you made of? Uh. And Trams this, and the sound is like go get. It's like, <laughs> like. I was on the guess that, card get, I guess I guess that, that card, card get and tap get in. Guess that card get and tap in. Get that card to tap in. We the, could fix this on, on the post I right. Just like out a sick beat. driver he be rapping. And then he comes in, he's like, yo, I was driving my bus and everybody said, my name is Gus. I'm a TransLink officer. What are you made of? Oh, yeah. nice. And then and he's like, hey, yo, like, hey, yo, yo. I see the kids didn't tap on, tap on. Oh, why are not tap on? Kids can't pay the fare. I have to let them on Morecambe. anyway. Since Morecambe. the Daniel Morkham thing, it's the law now. now. <laughs> we got that. We got that. Wow. Well, that's pretty fun. I do find that quite fun. Uh, there is so much about transport in Camp Hill here, which actually, full credit, does reflect uh, quite a long message. Good message we got from unpakistani James Galvin, oh, yep. who's now in Canberra. Uh, it is funny, I- I'll share this. James did say that Canberra is about 10 times more interesting than Camp Hill, which is mm. a tough fucking indictment on our... <laughs> How boring Camp must be. Christ. Brisbane's most notoriously dull capital city. Well, you know what, James? I don't find Canberra boring. I, I quite like Canberra. Questacon? So, yeah. But, Questacon's name, name one other interesting part of Canberra. The War Memorial. Parliament House. Old Parliament House. It's not fun. Roundabouts. It's not fun. Right, I, th- I think there's a lot of fun about the upper house. Moosey's is fun. What's That's, Moosey's? Uh, it's like the big club in Canberra. Oh, have you been out in Canberra? <sighs> or you just know about it. No, that. I just know about it. What did James Uh, say? He was saying that- Oh, but his main point was that say what you will about Camp Hill, it's extraordinarily easy to get to the city and the public transport is amazing. He's like, it's an incredible place to get to the suburb where you want to be. Oh, not so boring now. Despite this, Camp Hill is well served by radial bus routes along the old Cleveland Road. The old Cleveland (laughs) Road. Is there a (laughs) Cleveland road? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's- Yeah. Really? Really? Isn't that? No, I'm thinking Wyndham Road. Isn't I'm surely Cleveland Road goes to Cleveland. Yeah, wouldn't the old Cleveland Road also go to Cleveland? Um, well, no, it used to. Then it got hey torn <laughs> <yo. laughs> I don't know. There's a long spare old Cleveland Road between the business, the Brisbane Central Business District, and Carindale Shopping Centre bus station. So it is a very good transport hub as Absolutely. we find to be which I think we said about Cooparoo as well but I think in Camp Hill you don't have that fucking notorious train line to deal yeah. with well there's famously no train stations no in Camp Hill. not in, Camp Hill. Not in, not in Camp Hill. Um, but I did find something interesting just across our studies Henry hmm. and that's that the public transport seems to be a hell of a lot better on the south and east side than the north side. Yeah. It seems like if you're in Cooparoo, Camp Hill, Carindale, whatever, or even East Brisbane or, you know, to a lesser degree, Wynnum, there's about 18 different ways you can get into the city and get all around. Mm. If you're in Ashgrove or even Paddington, you're fucked generally. You've got one or two buses. Yeah, I think I think the... I would say that, yeah. I think south side, very good. East side, very good. Very good. West, West side, side, quite cool. quite good. Like Kimmore. Bright side, not that good. Yeah. <laughs> You're stuck in your cage. Stuck, like, uh, really? You're doing fine. Oh, way. I thought you were saying public transport at the bright side, and I was like, "Mate, it's in the valley." Oh no, I was like, about, "Every was... single bus you can catch, you can catch from the bright side." No, I was trying to kill a the thing, Mister Bright, side. coming out of my cage, I'm and I've been catching a bus. The whole, there's a lot here, whole it's section, there. in fact, on cycling and walking. I love this. Can yeah. I give you my favourite part of it? Yeah. Because we get about a four-paragraph overview on this Wikipedia page about cycling and walking opportunities. Hell yeah. At not Hill. The hilly terrain and busy traffic conditions also impose some impediment to local walking opportunities. Dear, oh, dear. However, the grid structure of the road and street network and the presence of urban borders on all roadways promote relatively direct and safe walking conditions. Uh, good to know... Because there's nowhere else, <laughs> else in Brisbane that has hills <laughs> or traffic. I cannot believe... The fucking negligence of all the other Wikipedia pages that they haven't told us how to walk yeah. around the subject. Thank God that the structure of the road promotes relatively safe walking conditions. Oh, I Always mean, that... to the point at which there's cars on the road. It's not a hundred percent safe to walk anywhere. No. Well, I mean, walking generally is never that safe. You could fall in a pothole. No, you could you could step on you a could, small bird that you could then stack that, it. The mag the mother attacks. Yeah, like that have you seen that video? The video going around of That's that. kid so getting funny. absolutely so, breathe. so funny. I, I I'm always I'm always like, okay, yeah, we get it, magpie swoop, but then this this magpie is going absolutely. Having fucking having had busters. at least for me at least one experience like that growing up. For people who haven't seen mm. the video, this kid's going down the hill and the magpie does not give up, just keeps going at him. I'm glad there's a video like this that confirms just how aggressive they are. It's not like they just chase you off their territory, it's like they want to hurt you. Oh, they're fucked. I'm sure there'll be a whole magpie special ahead. I, in magpie season. I, yeah, we are. I don't think they all have kids. Here's something. I reckon there would no. be some, some, I think some literal some cool empty nesters who are like <laughs> a bit bored with the marriage, the magpie marriage. Yeah, They've spent all their money on, uh, just like few years art. off their mag super, and they're just thinking, yeah. you know what? 58. It was pretty fun when we used to fucking attack <laughs> cyclists. Remember when we used to risk the zip ties and just get in there? Remember when we like had a reason to eat pipe cleaners for brekkie? Mm. Let's eat this fucking kid for brekkie, mate. I've seen this. I've seen the pipe cleaners have gone out of fashion more it's so zip than the zip, tie. it's all, I think zip ties. You know are why the, I think it is? I mm. don't know where to buy pipe cleaners except, except for Spotlight. Well, people don't smoke pipes anymore. Is that what pipe cleaners were for? Oh, no, I thought they were- Oh, that makes so much well, I only just had that discovery because oh, I was about to say something about- I like, thought they were like PVC pipes. Like that's your what plumbing the first and plumbers shit. used to use. The first oh. plumbers were like, there has to be a better way of doing this. <laughs> this is absurd. I get it all covered in shit within about two wipes and then I need then another I've pipe cleaner ba- and suddenly I'm back to office work. Suddenly it's back in my bloody mouth. You're using the same pipe for your <laughs> bathroom and your tobacco. Oh, it's like I'm smoking shit. Austin, you are smoking <laughs> you, shit. Austin, you're smoking <laughs> shit. Oh no! and that's how you're high <laughs> and as we all know that was originally what they put in Coca-Cola <laughs> was shit God, the 1900s was a wild time for medicine but mm. no that does make I do think pipe cleaners have tragically gone out of fashion but also like pipes would be just as fashionable now as they were like six years ago when pipe cleaners were in fashion mm. well that's what, how Hermione found the Basilisk. she was like these <laughs> the pipes basculous. are filled he's like it's like Hermione's answered that one already. So, like, how do people get rid of magpies in sort of the early two thousands? Hermione's answered that one as well. She said pipes, but I think I think clearly scrubbed off at the end. though. Yeah, yeah. not asking us to you know smoke out a basilisk. Come on, Ron. Just oh yeah, what do you guys do? Yeah, well we hotbox the Chamber of Secrets, and uh, <laughs> that basilisk won't be giving anyone any trouble. Oh, that basilisk <laughs> is going to be very relaxed oh, about things for And a then a while. he's going to be very petrified briefly because we can cause our uh, paranoia. Let's talk about amenities. Let's please, and I know we talk about this a lot. I still can't read amenities and not think it's, it's a rundown a, of how many toilets there are just in Camp a pizza, Hill, just which is funny pizza. because we got sent uh, a screenshot of a review someone left on a real estate website about Camp Hill. Mm. Where it's major complaint: Kiss Camp Hill two stars, Henry. Major complaint: Lots of parks, no toilets. So that's it's actually a, a true criticism of the amenities. I don't know if my mum wrote that review or referred to it or maybe just agrees with it because that was exactly what my it up mum- up at dinner. Mum brought it up at dinner. Wow. No toilets in Camp Hill. We were just getting into the first course, the first and only course because <laughs> it's my house. Also known as the main. <laughs> as we just had dinner. Dinner. and we, yeah. Actually, that's not, even, that's not even true. I should be fair to my mum. She did give me a very delicious Thermomix strawberry sorbet that she'd made. Um, that she seemingly, seemingly, seemingly heaps the, of only, fruit seemingly the only dessert that mums with a the Thermomix know how to make is sorbet. as someone who's eaten about 18 strawberry in can... one month not complaining I mean it depends if you consider a risotto or a green Thai curry a dessert which most people don't so I will give you that. that is, <laughs> yep, it's only <laughs> one dessert it's a, it's a strawberry sundae <laughs> with heaps of real fruit and uh, egg white that's that's what gives, oh, that mum that goes, that that what gives it mum goes you want to know what gives it body. the taste is egg white and I was like pardon I wouldn't have guessed that actually no Egg White's Hill. Egg White, very good. What a transition. Big amenities. White's Hill Reserve, which features a large modern children's play area, barbecue <laughs> facilities. I read that as like modern children's plays. <laughs> like an area- They're just there discussing very, their feelings. Uh, an area where very postmodern children get to go and kind of deconstruct places. three-year-old just being like, have you seen the latest Grimes album? <laughs> I finger-painted my dad dying today. <laughs> no, no, I'm- Mrs. I buried his memory in the sand. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Hawthorne, take a seat. news. Yes. Be- be- Your son is very, very modern. He's been listening to Talking Heads. <laughs> uh, started drinking kombucha. Uh, can't even have solid food yet, poor guy. But uh, the kid is... he bought a film camera. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you about this kid. Anyway, there is one place for him, and they're like. Mm. Ah we we'll have to kill him. Oh no, no! White no. no, it's Reserve. reserved. There's no. a modern children's There's playground. There's a large modern children's playground. It's for play very area. fat modern kids. It's where it's a large modern children's it's it's, playground. And it's where Luke from Modern Family and the the uh, Cameron and Mitchell. What are the gay guys' names? Cam and Mitch. Cam and Mitch. You're just making we it just it weird, weird by doing Sam their full names. <laughs> it's where Lily, their Asian baby, hangs out. And it's modern. Oh, she modern. Well, it's Modern Family. It's... Well, what? She's a very well, m- modern about... It? She's part of... Because they're because it's the show... They're all very modern. Are you they're saying a- gay people didn't used to exist? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I am. Two days before we see you, mate. <laughs> An invention, a recent one. Um, well, have got barbecue facilities. Thinking of, though, just quickly, children's playgrounds... Mm. Um, I, you know, obviously we were kids. We love children's playgrounds. We I still do love a playground. Like, oh they my- are so entertaining. Hell yeah. Uh, but I had a really awkward uh, incident, not in uh, Camp Hill, but in London, mm. where, you know how in Hyde Park it's just littered with beautiful playgrounds? Mm. I had a really awkward one where I was there, you know, around Christmas time. So, obviously, lots of kids. I yeah. uh, was there with friend of the show, Hattie. And we just decided to go into this playground because we go, oh, yeah, let's have a go on that slide. It's massive. I take one foot inside, five parents straight away go to me, where are your kids? Oh. I was like, uh, uh, I, I, I I, don't have any. And they're like, how old are you? And I was like, oh, like 20. They're like, no way, mate. So there's park police. There's unofficial park police. Mm.
1: They,
0: they are a thing in England. I yeah. Think, I think my – or maybe it was not England but Portugal. I'm pretty sure my dad got near arrested – Because he was mucking around on toys, it was Portugal or somewhere, and he said, and he used to tell the story of yeah, the park patrol, and park patrol would say, and he did have a kid, but he was simply too large. He was was having too much fun at the park. Well, I just would love to know whether that's the case at the large modern children's playground in Camp Hill. As I've always said, all park police are bastards, (laughs) and Uh, you have been saying that before before the march, Henry. Yeah, before that pretty poorly attended protest, (laughs) you and your dad, just us us (laughs) at City Hall with John (laughs) O'Shea. Like, who's like should be who's on like, patrol. i come to any protest to be honest. You don't even need to tell me what it's for. Get me off my houseboat with a cup of coffee and I'm good to go. Unarmed <laughs> kids are being wedgied by the park <laughs> police who are supposed to be protecting them from bullies. They are the bullies! And then some people are like, well, the wedgies are actually character building. Yeah. It's yeah. constructive bullying. Thanks, Al. Yeah, well, maybe we need to deconstruct <laughs> the seesaws themselves Too if we right. don't want park <laughs> patrol officers. Right. Now, there are sports fields at White Hill Reserve, Henry, which we will get to because oh, yeah. it is the iconic touch footy ground. Uh, but before we talk too much about touch footy, just like to point out I played hockey in a mixed-gender competitive side in primary school at White's Hill a lot. Hmm. So I played a lot of hockey, which is, is a old. little bit weird. weird. didn't translate How to any sort of skill. Uh, was, I, was, I was 11. I was in year 6 and 7. Because mm. my primary school was, I think, quite small but quite competitive on the sporting field. We fielded a lot of mixed teams where we'd play only women. Right. So I played hockey and water polo in mixed teams against all female sides. I'm going to ask what probably the listeners, I think. Do you think there was a chance they thought you were a woman? Uh, uh, possibly if it wasn't for the fact there were like six other blokes on the team. Oh. Like it wasn't just like a they're letting me on the team and they're like, yeah, Joe, it's mixed gender, but it's just me. It was like truly mixed. Right. Now what was annoying is, you know, a little sexist 11-year-old mind. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, you know, oh. Oh, playing girls! I'm gonna crush them. No, I've got fucking murdered yeah. every hockey match. Girls are pretty good at hockey. They're really, really good mm. at hockey. I truly think the what's the women's hockey team? Also, the hockey roos? the Matildas. Mat- oh yeah, no, they're the soccer girls. It's, it, <laughs> it's either <laughs> the, the soccer girls. It's either it? the fu- It's either the Matildas, the hockey roos. like the Wallab Wallaroos. the Wallab, no, wallab- they'd be the Wallaby, the hockey Wallers, the fucking the Fooey Furry Moymois or something, the Hocker Teals. That'd be good. The, hokatoos. the hokatoos. Like Hockatoos. Hockatoos. The Hockatoos. Like Cockatoos. The Hockatoos. The uh, Hockatoos. Well, I read and them not the a cock them. Hockatoos are absolutely murder the men's hockey team, mate. You heard yeah. it here first. There you go. Very woke. Um, that's cool. Variety of birds. Oh, you yeah. just written that around because there were girls. Oh, no. It just says... No, 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 no. Uh, it says about White Hill Reserve and about Camp Hill, In the suburbs west is Bowie's flat wetland. Oh. Cool. Where David Bowie famously recorded heroes after watching his... Nine-year-old son score a try and touch footy. We could be lizards. <laughs> well, it does say that. It says it's got an artificial lagoon that attracts a variety of birds and lizards. Just maybe for when one day. Maybe David Bowie was in his weird sort of cocaine lizard man phase, yeah, he felt very at home with like the water dragons. Yeah, true. I could see him with it, like in yeah in the height mm. of his drug addiction being a bit of a blue tongue lizard esque creature. Oh yeah, or Ziggy Stardust. I guess they're the spiders, spiders from Mars. But they could be like the lizards from Camp Hill. There's spiders and and, yeah. and lizards. Lizards lizard. played guitar maybe i Lizzie took too much acid learned. the birds playing too the thin white hill duke oh yeah Some the, that works that works a bit well, there are numerous kindergartens and preschools dotted around the suburb dotted yeah. like the finger painting upon which exactly were made i'll we'll get to that henry but it's similar to your thing about camp hill being where you grew up in many ways I went to kindergarten yeah, you in did. Camp Hill. So definitive thing. Well, uh, you know, I'll talk about it now. There's nowhere else to obviously talk about it. Mm. Uh, beautiful kindergarten, C&K. Oh, they I really did. seem to be like the, the apple of yeah. uh, kindergartens mm. uh, in general. Uh, absolutely loved it there. Very lasting memory. Glad I didn't die. Uh, it had a little play area where there was a little creek that ran through it. God, I love kindergartens in the early 2000s where they're just like, oh, yeah, let the kids play in the creek. I'm That's just, fine. Look, I'm, did I go here? Surely we I didn't thought go I went to Cooper Kindergarten, C and K Childcare Centre. Images, just incredible. If we all, no, well, all the images are just like kids faux, fun. Faux, us, faux yeah. branding. Oh, okay. that's oh nah. I think the website of it does. Say I mean, it looks it like it it's Camp Hill Kindy. There's clearly a it's Korean not boy band also called CNK, like a, <laughs> like a K-pop band. So I'm getting a lot of that. Unless they were a few it of does, your mates from Kindy. It does say Camp Hill C&K, uh services Camp Hill, Karina, Roo, Holland Park, Carondale, Norman Park, Seven Hills, Roo It's all happening, Kindergarten. Mate. Maybe this is do we do we do our first ever live call on the desk and try and um, figure all, out from about the root peri- Bluetooth and ask one of our parents later in the show. Absolutely. Like, oh, now I'm looking at Cooparoo... Yeah, I definitely think I went to the Cooparoo one. But anyway, I sure. definitely had a creek and a we had a rainforest. Because there was Unit same. 1. Same, yeah. We ended up with a green tree snake Yes. Yeah. just hanging around. It was so fun. Maybe we did go to the same kindy. Oh, mate, that'd be awesome. I feel like, I feel like your mom especially would have mentioned this to us in the past, though. True. Oh, it's shocking that this wouldn't have come up. But the one thing I do have to say, the weird creek, it always had this weird foamy stuff. Um, that I think was just water build up on the banks and sand and stuff. Um, I used to drink it by the handful every day. Oh, hell yeah. Proudly declaring to my friends, hey guys, it's coffee. Because when you're young <laughs> and you don't really get that coffee's like its own drink, it's just something adults put in cars. I hope that coffee was still on your radar, yeah, though. At this I was age. actually four or five years old. I see you, sp- you see foam, and I'm not going to be like, oh, I wish my girlfriend gave me this much head. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, hey guys, it's coffee. How good. I would eat just dirty creek water by the handful every day. You know what? Nothing bad ever happened. I mean, you did get salmonella. I got salmonella. I got glandular fever recently. Did you get recently. bitten by the lizard? You didn't get bitten by the lizard at kinder. No, I was way older. This is uh, I was later. like 12 or something. We've yeah, covered yeah. the lizard. Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> lizard happened. Maybe, you know, it escaped its way from the David Bowie artificial lagoon. I'm so I fucking distracted now about the concept that we brought. could have gone to the same kindergarten. Fascinating. Would have been years apart, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was even one year further below you when I was a kidney. Oh, so you <laughs> went up. Yeah, I went Oh, up. that's right. post yeah, traveling yeah, around. Yeah, you two or well, there you go. Um, that's what we there could. Go. I, I was, I was in a little group at kindy called the Muddy Family. What we made like to think oh, that's that cute. yeah, children were very cross the idea of cl- clicks. Um, absolutely, because we My were the Muddy Family, group. and you had to audition to be in the Muddy Family, and me and a girl I still know, Charlotte Lane, and Matt McGann. Was oh, really, girl. all these are all alumnus of who, the Muddy who, Family. It was come around to the Cactus Story Studios a few times. Yeah, it's sort of like when you talk about how oh. Remember, like, Disney Funhouse, the, the yeah. Minnie Mouse Funhouse or whatever it was called? It was like, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. And that's like sort of Gosselin like our, and stuff. our, yeah, our that's muddy family. It's like, oh, look at all the <laughs> local podcast hosts who started at the <laughs> muddy family. Dude, I used to get, like, full naked every lunchtime at Kindy. Oh, you got we, it. We would stick got the it, hose mate. in the sand pit, You're whack her on, child. make mud. I was oh, like, man. I don't know how to fucking... Make. You were making coffee. I was making mud. Wow. And then I just got hosed down, like, Shawshank style by... <laughs> The, the kindergarten oh, the, guards. The, oh, the guards. the park guards who had uh, exceeded their jurisdiction. And then I did their taxes. Oh. St. Thomas's school yeah, is a Catholic primary a school for boys and girls at 10 Stephen Street, uh, 27.4871 degrees south, 153.0719 degrees east. They've included the coordinates of the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Thank you. Which I love because they also make it clear that White's Hill State College is a government primary and secondary school oh. at... Twenty-seven point five zero zero six south degrees, one point five three zero point eight two one degrees north. Well, if, so, so if you need to launch a, if Obamas listening and needs to launch a yeah. drone strike, <laughs> uh, he's got the coordinates of Whitesville Secondary College and St Thomas's. Well, if someone was looking to find me. In a in a kind of 2002 to 2005 that's where I would be because that was my uh, that was my primary school, which perfectly leads us into a little bit of contemporary. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget a kid. Contemporary Camp Hill and it's not too contemporary because I lived there many, many years ago. I would have moved I would say it would have been about 2005, 2006. I wrapped up at uh, St. Thomas's Catholic Primary School. In 05. Right now, Henry, you have got one of the great energies of, like, a dad at yep. hour four when his kids' mates are over and just <laughs> telling them the most boring thing. Like, Now, I think yep. it would have been uh, Karina High. Yep. Uh was a 80, 86, oh, 88. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jonestown. Uh, you forget I work in AM radio now, mate. Yeah. Don't, don't expect this slow peppy, peppy Ariana grande <laughs> I was going to say the slow drawn-out. <laughs> yeah correcting yourself a few times. Mate, you're Better not getting the commercial radio of never correct yourself and just get it wrong 19 times a show. Yeah, you're not getting the hyperactivity of a man who's about to back announce Dua leaper. <laughs> no, you're getting the slow, steady roll of mm. a man who's saying, how is the Bruce Highway upgrade going <laughs> to impact you? Because when I was in Literally, what we've what would that have been? 83, 85, I think uh, but- Mayor Smith was still... Practicing is tray. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've picked up on what I like as one of my favourite idiosyncrasies of older people telling stories and especially, yeah, like, I, I'm going to say because we've both done law, like a lot of the time, sort of self-important judges and whatnot oh, is correcting God. things that we couldn't have possibly known <laughs> yeah, would be absolutely. wrong Absolutely. Now, it would have been at the start of my career would have been around 1980. No, it couldn't have been 1983. It would have been it would have been 1980. No, no, it couldn't have no, been 84 because that was when Joanne and I met at Oxford. No, o- it wasn't Oxford, it was yes, it would have been would Oxford. would have been no, it would, it would have, been, have been I was a guest mm, lecturer at Durham at the time. And so always working in little brags. It's like, no, I hadn't got the Rhodes scholarship yet, but I was <laughs> but I was working towards that Brighton and Athletics because if I was still doing the triple jump, of which of course I was the not the national runner up. <laughs> maybe I was the state runner up. One year and then the next, that's it. It was the was state like, runner up. So and then I've, I was the national. I've exactly champion. done this at the start of the show, being like, now I was national youth of the, now not national, but a <laughs> uh, second to national. <laughs> I'm so glad we mentioned this because <laughs> my, my, my like, dad me. often egregiously does it of just like, now when I was Bundaberg, but it was 73. No. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> no <laughs> one is no around one. to correct you. You have complete ownership over the story. Oh, he does <laughs> when he's telling me a story and he's like, well, Henry, I do remember it was 2005, March. Couldn't have been March. It wasn't hot. It, must, it, wasn't, it, it, it It must have been. It must have been sort of June. It's not like I was going to go if he'd pushed on with. Remember, it was March. I was going to go. Bullshit! 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 I'm going home. I don't want dinner. Bullshit! Bullshit! Pull, pull your head in. It wasn't fucking March, Pete. Also, also. Pete, also it like couldn't have been March. The self-correcting of, no, 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 it was hot. It's like, <laughs> I didn't know it was hot though. In yeah. this story, when the story takes place, I don't know when it happens. You're I don't a know good storyteller. Like, You're not painting a picture so much that it's becoming 4D. Absolutely. And I'm like, hang on a minute, it's not March because I'm sweaty. <laughs> but uh, that was you with yeah. uh, St. Thomas's. So, What's the, the, the overarching theme yes. that we've gotten from the things that were written in? Yeah, I just want to, to cover you, this. Yeah. It is clearly such a revamped suburb. Revamped. Everyone who's got spo- uh, written in, spoken to us, mm. has mentioned just how different it is from where it used to be. The Bowls Club and the pub have had a huge overdue. There's now fancy stuff. There's a nodo. There's a botanica. What's nodo uh, again? That's the donuts. Fancy donuts. The right. donuts. The decadent donuts, Henry. Uh, the antique store has moved from Wollongabba to there, and we'll get to that later. It's been described as bougie AF. Everyone has a dog, right, and the Buddhist center is great and has free chai after some of their sessions, <laughs> but clearly not all <laughs> wouldn't you be fucking turned no, up as an, no, would you, wouldn't you be fucked off if, as an atheist you've turned up to the Buddhist center, sat through four hours <laughs> of like decentralization okay. oh, yeah whatever, yeah, yeah. and then at Nirvana. the end they're like. All right, good night. And you're like, oh, where's the chai? They're like, oh, we're so sorry. That's only after some of our sessions. And you're like, well, <laughs> god damn it, I'm going back to They're fucking like- Christianity. At least <laughs> then I get a snack. And you halfway. get your snack. And at least then wife. I get a host. You go there and they're like, "Oh, where's the free chai?" And they're like, "No, that's only on Wednesday. Oh, is it Thursdays? Because it's hot <laughs> on Thursday. What was it? Eighty-six when we did the free chai." Tri- no, There's 86. no fucking world in which the Buddhist center at Camp Hill on their calendar is publicly confirming when you're getting chai. No, I think it's just a luck of the draw thing. Hey, I reckon, and I reckon the person, they'd mix it up. 100%. I reckon week to week they'd be mixing it up. Oh, they—they they d- don't want to get these chai bludgers in these fake uh, Buddhists. Uh, yeah, chai keeper the terrible new legislation by the federal government is yeah, of of keeping uh, mm. working Australians on chai all the time. <laughs> but hell. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on some specific parts of contemporary, but as someone who doesn't know it very well, that really is the theme of Camp Hill for me. It looks a lot different than it did 10 years ago. And it's not just bougie stuff. Like, I mean, friend of the show, Keenan and social media manager, Chris Flanches yeah. Cadaro, uh, got in touch and said, and he lives at Bunda Street, which is at uh, Camp, Hill. Camp Hill. I've doxed him, absolutely. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't live there anymore. I no, just say famously live with him not in Cam Hill. Yeah, true. I always just remember Bunda because it rhymes with Nunda, where our other friend Matt lived. So I was always like it wasn't an overly interesting like connection whatever like is. No, but well yeah, no. Not many things wrong right like with Wunderberg because you're like, "Oh, we used to drink Bundy rum at his house." No, nah, cuz it's B U N D A H. So it's exactly spelled like Nunda except a B that's, instead of an N. That's okay. So Got then away with it this time, Brett. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for letting me off the hook. Uh, but yeah, not always bougie, as he pointed out. Baskin and Robbins arriving in Camp Hill was a massive thing. That complex sort of uh, near the White's Hill Reserve. yeah, it, that, They had a Baskin and Robbins. Big date spot Oh, for that side yeah. of town. Massive. I think Toby and Jess. You looked really intense while you said that. Mm. I know this is an audio medium, but you really delivered it like big date spot. I'm just trying to remember because I think... No, it, was it, big, like, it was a I'm big date because when you people go on dates, <laughs> there they go. Well, no, that wouldn't go in June because you're not getting an ice cream in June. You're more likely to be... You'd well, go and uh, get and cookies and, and, cream. No, it and, cookies that, and no. cream. No, it couldn't be cookies and cream. No, it couldn't have been. You'd probably get a Aussie vanilla. Sir, sir, add, sir, what would you like? Uh, uh, what sorry, I'm ice just cream trying would to... I trying to recall the... <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a fantastic ice cream. That's the other thing they do at a restaurant. It'll be like you go to the port office and it'll be, Sir, what's your order? Well, I had a fantastic uh, <laughs> T-bone here in two thousand. No, I can't in 2003. It <laughs> wasn't a T-bone either. I um, Oh, no, that was uh, that was dinner in um, a grill. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll just get the steak. <laughs> uh, no, I had a fantastic wine here. No, that well, no, that was in India. I was travelling. No, that's wrong. <laughs> that's why I love the bubbles. One food. Mm. Like, now I had a fantastic steak here. It's the same one I had. in I feel, like I, had, I feel like I had some chips. It's good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Baskin Robbins was. I think I was saying before. That's where Toby and Jess went on some of their early that's dates. Very now exciting. one of the kind of stalwart couples of uh, of my friends. Yeah. So, you know, great, in a, in a great things happen of, there. of breakups and new relationships. Baskin Robbins beats Cold Rock, yeah, comfortably. I think the ice cream, the core ice cream's a lot better. Cold Rock had the gimmick of adding shit in, yeah. whereas Askin and Robbins are like, here's one for you. We're the fucking experts. We've y- decided not, what to add. It. Like, yeah, what's with Cold Rock with this democracy? With this all in oh, absolutely. of everyone have a go. Why don't you design the ice cream? Baskin and Some Robbins are like, don't we, we trust our fucking judgment. Yeah, again, That's why we again, have elective government. That's why we have representative yeah, 4BC government. bc just rubbing off on you? No, people it's can't not. I trust no, just it's can't no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Baskin. Emily Baskin and really, Robbins is a very big government. Baskin. will make all the decisions for you. Yes. Which yeah. is, you can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Baskin and Robbins is on the left. Cold Rock is kind of do Cold it, do it like yourself. Pick liber- yourself up by I your bootstraps like and choose right. what you yeah. want to do in your fucking yeah. ice cream. Yeah. yeah. And we're not going to give you a hand up uh, because get this, our ice cream is incredibly expensive. Where does that put gelato? Where does that put... Where does that gelato put, is like... Where I does that put lick? lick. <laughs> oh, lick is um, like authoritarian right for me. Oh, so I was going like to say um, like plutocracy. Oh. But, you know. Yeah. I think gelato is like Benito Mussolini, Italian dictatorship. What form of government do you think your favourite Brisbane ice cream place is? we we'll will spend one month on this <laughs> in the near future. So tell me about St. Thomas's, Brett's. All right. It's, uh, it's where I went to primary school. And I think we touched on this a bit in the Scooby-Doo episode, but I wasn't always Trump. the savvy, charming, nimble podcast host that you know now. I was like, bro, I was bad. I'm not remotely surprised. I was a bad guy, like Billy. I like Billy. B- B- Billy Eilish, like William Eilish, like, <laughs> like wait, William a, Eilish. Wait, she's a woman. What? William Eyelash <laughs> and I were much alike in that we want to fuck your dad, guy, or whatever the mm, li- whatever she's saying. I'm gonna eat your eyes. Cause guy. I'm the bad guy. Gonna fuck your dad, guy. Gonna you yeah, gonna eat um, a meat pie. Gonna going on a road trip. From give the Nova bigger, guys. give a big sigh, oh. Oh. and then the insane dubstep breakdown at the end, which I never see coming. Oh, that they so you usually it. skip it on the radio. <laughs> so it's Dun, just du, like I'm a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Anyway, I was that. I was in a bad class. In what way were you bad, Henry? Just a naughty kid. Oh, just like um, it won't surprise me at all that I was a very, I was very good at primary school. You're, you're seeing captain. me right now in my most rule breaking streak i've ever had in my life oh for sure well i'm glad <laughs> we've i'm glad we've intersected at this yeah, cool moment yeah i i was just like i think it was just in with a group where there was a lot of peer pressure and we were kind of pretty influenced of by the music we were at well we didn't do drugs but we had it's not a, a ba- lot of whiz Well, this is the thing. We had a band and- What? We started a band- You've had out- another band? Yeah. We started a band outside. Yeah, you know, Mangrove's not aren't my first band. It's the first one where I've actually managed to play. My first stream. radio, huge. All I used to do was just draw the album covers on a piece of A4 paper and write the track names oh, on the back hard. without ever writing We put out the heads and shoulders, probably the most fun thing about recording the album. Oh yeah, it's kind of the, the tracklist list and yeah. the artwork. Absolutely. It's a lot more fun than stuff. Music is themselves. just secondary to getting to draw album yeah. covers. <laughs> but we yeah, we we started a band kind of at the back of the St. Thomas's church. And That's there was cool. a there was a small kind of alcove at the back of the church, and that was our band room. That's where we go and make our band. And our band name was Wasted Drugs. <laughs> just clearly this is in <laughs> how old were you year three. <laughs> so what age, what, age, I you, love that what age, age are you in year three? Eight? I think I was fucking younger. Eight. I think I was fucking eight. You're seven. I think you. I think you're you seven. Turn, turning eight. I think you turn eight in yeah. year three. So I mean, depends on what side of May it was. <laughs> but I was either seven or eight, and we were like, "What's a badass name?" <laughs> Keep in mind that like our favorite <gasps> band was out. Green Day, which is based off a fucking Sesame Street episode. No, it's is it based off weed? No, no. Green Day because they they used to have a different name, which I can't remember, and then they changed their name to Green I Day based off Sesame it was Street. based off weed. Maybe this is just what they told the kids' magazines I was reading. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they're all huge stoners and skaters they're in California. Like, no, but, oh, well, they're not like a stoner-stoner band. But they were huge stoners. Oh, well, I was looking up Green Day, but um, <laughs> we, now, we named our- Tell g- me about Wasted Drugs, which is a name that would totally pass for like a 9.30 Thursday set at Rick's. <laughs> <laughs> My mum was like- uh, You know what I hate? I don't hate that name. I feel like a punk band. Mum, well, Mum got angry at me once, and I remember this argument, and she got angry at me and my friends Dominic and Jackson and all that, and Mackenzie. She was like, why don't you change the name to Wasted Hugs? Like, in fairness to Mum, her discipline came with an alternative. She yeah. was like, now, also, Still, Wasted Hugs is more emo. Like, that's oh, much oh, more. I think c- Wasted Hugs is better. That's more like daddy issues. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Daddy issues Daddy issues Oh I've just checked The band adopted the name Green Day due to the members fondness for cannabis oh. It's absolutely about no, fucking, you, and This is the second sidetrack we've had really. have <laughs> the biggest switch shut, shut, shut About up. being a Sesame Street I guess episode. they weren't going to tell K-Zone <laughs> yeah. about uh, Yeah I guess Maniac Which is a ripping name for a kids magazine It's definitely not Sesame Street Hang on Street. Billy Joe Armstrong admitted in 2001 that he considered it to be the worst band name in the world. Has he heard of Wasted Drugs? <laughs> wasted Drugs is sick, bro. I wish I could find some of the songs. Wasted Hugs actually is, you know, all right. is fine. I'm just looking up. Look, Sesame Street, you're wrong. There's shit about this on the internet. Uh, there's shit about everything on can the this. Can this be? Our, I don't want to talk about Brett Lee and all like that stuff anymore. Can we Could, talk about yeah, we new, talk, investigation, we, how new investigation. New investigation. Is it Green Day. Day drugs or is there a Sesame Street link? I think there's a Sesame think, Street link. I'm firmly anyway. on it's only drugs, and we will come back to this on the next episode. But we got over heavy rock. We got over wasted drugs. Oh yeah. Went into rap. Ah. Oh, I think it directly oh, coincided oh. with us getting over Green Day and getting into Eminem. Yeah, I was because I thought you got over rock and were like getting into like Cat Stevens or something, but that's. Yeah, no, it was me. It was Eminem and D12, his band. Oh. And we were like, me and my friend Dominic were like, had this discussion, and that we were like, there's only one white rapper. Because our favourite rappers were 50 Cent and uh, and like Eminem. So yeah. we liked 50 it was like Cent. So like Logic and Eminem. wasn't around. No, no Mac Miller. There was no Logic back then, man. It was, two, no. it was 2003. It reigned Supreme. But yeah, we were like, oh. I'm going to, we need to be rappers now. And we were like, oh, Eminem and 50 Cent are our favorites. So we're going to base ourselves off them. I really remember us having a conversation at St. Thomas's in the heart of Camp Hill being like, who's going to turn black? <laughs> <laughs> so You've just seen Michael Jackson do it in reverse. So you assume someone could do it the other that way. That was sort of it. And I was like, so I was, my rap name, I, w- I got to be the white guy. So I was Henster. And Dom, who That's we agreed was going to have to, undergo skin pigmentation, I suppose. Jesus. Was gonna be our black fifty cent rapper and his name? Sweet Mints. As in like That was gonna be his that was gonna be M-I-N-T-S? his I M-I-N-C-E. Okay. Sweet Mints. I don't hate it. Not at all weird. But anyway, you know what annoys me about all of this year three shenanigans? Mm. I don't hate any of the names he came up with. Well the other another guy was Chaos Grave. Which is that's like a gangster gangster. Well, well rap, no, this right? is what happened. So later, real, once I left St. Thomas's, yeah. um, there was like a few of my former friends got in a bit, not with me, because I was still friendly with them all, but there was a bit of a scuffle that unfolded via oh, yeah. MSN. And I think one guy who wasn't at St. Thomas's anymore was like, I'm gonna tell my friend Chaos Grave, where you live, he's gonna come and kill you. And everyone at oh, my new school was Jesus. like, Holy shit, like this Chaos Grave guy from Camp Hill is scary. And I was like, hang on a minute. I know that name. I was in a rap group with him. Inst- Instantly raised your hen-ster. cool <laughs> I was Henster to his Chaos Grave. You guys have all heard our record straight out of Camp Hill. <laughs> straight out of Camp straight Hill. Straight out of the womb. Because we were camped. Like in year three. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, yeah, see, I was a bad kid. But I feel my youngest sister, Emily, could be worse. Oh, no. Because she revealed Did she to she me- she actually t- waste her drugs? Well, guess what she revealed to me at dinner today? What? I think we'd agree that MS is a pretty serious condition. And it had a readathon dedicated yeah. to it. Yeah. Yep. So MS had a readathon <laughs> where they would, of course, to raise awareness and funds for people with MS and suffering from it, from the disease multiple sclerosis. Would raise money by kids. You get a bit of money for every every book you read. You got some money. I imagine you did pretty fucking well. Very quick sidebar. It, yep. You know, I pretty know sure you sure fun- raised the GDP yeah. of East Timor. <laughs> yeah, it's, in a week. A, it's, a, it's a fundraiser, but I took it every year as a personal challenge to read the most and raise the most, do which you, I did without fail. Do you about. remember how many books you read? Oh, like I clocked upwards of 50 every year during the period. And sometimes I was a rake. Because also, they're counting kids' books. Well, they're counting Captain Underpants, which is mainly drawings. You're you're putting those away in like (laughs) an hour. And I didn't have a lot of friends. so I had a lot of time to win the MS rate. Oh, hell yeah. Um, So Emily and her friends, she reveals tonight at dinner with my family, reveals that... Her and five friends got together, walked around the school telling kids and teachers they were doing the MS readathon. No intention of reading any books. She reckons they raised about three hundred bucks. So split the the findings down the middle. None of it, not a cent going to the poor president Bartlett's People of our world suffering from MS. MS. And split the money and just used it at the fate. And they're that like, oh, yeah, so we just do like, like bought, and which I like to think that they just used it on Lobachock and it being a very early indication of the ruthless cycle of gambling. Yeah. And that they raised money for a fake course, just stole it, and wasted it on games. Oh, my God. And anyway, they could have invested that money. Oh, well, yeah. But that was, that was, that is, um, a- that is one of those great moral crimes mm. like even at a young age of like stealing from charity. I mean, yeah, just never ever sits well. This is like fifteen years later and mum still was like a bit irked at dinner, being like, Emily, that's so hot. <laughs> that's and I was pretty, like, Emily, that's pretty fucked. <laughs> pretty fucked. I feel like she has to go and like do a day at like the like MS hang hospital out with or like whatever. With MS. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anyone with MS, but no. If you have MS, let's know. Um I mean please. Please do. It will raise $300 for you that Emily should have given to you 15 years ago. Perth Street Park was yeah. a very big spot. So this is the oh, park. This is why Perth mum said Street. there's no toilets. Oh, Perth Sydney, Street. Hobart, Melbourne Avenue, Perth Street. Is there an Australian capital city that isn't, <laughs> isn't also getting, getting a, a run? run? Maybe not Canberra Street. No. no. Otherwise, James Galvan would have stayed in Brisbane. Well, my sister was born when we lived there, so Alice Springs. True. She sprung from Alice living there. sprung fresh from a womb. Yep. Oh, which just ecstatic. speaking of, um, someone messaged us, I forget who, Uh, Who was born in a house in Camp Hill? Oh, speaking of spring from a womb, was delivered at home by her father, um, and moved out of that house when she was 21. Kenyan Pakistani, hectic. Big shout out. Um, the Perth Street. I'm forgetting who it is. We went. We went to Perth Street with our friends every Thursday. Yeah. Because the cool families, my mum said, like the TC families, went on Fridays. So we were a Thursday Perth Street park. TC families probably took you know a couple bottles of wine and Mm. really let off some steam and. Yeah, Probably they had let bit, their th- kids have a bit. There was a good skate park there. so that, And it was quite far away from where the parents would sit. So that was a lot of shenanigans. That was a lot of sexual awakenings of like where you were just hanging out. And I remember I was such an unco dick that I was. Whoa. Whoa. And the girl I liked was, saw me just standing there trying to make jokes while everyone else was doing skateboards on the skate park. Yeah, And I, she was like, just have a go, please. And was clearly getting quite agitated by it. So I jumped on a scooter went down the skate park, just not having any conception of balance and just like took all the skin off my knees and elbows. Oh, and man. I'm like in front of the girl I like being like, ah, oh, ah, oh, my bones. <laughs> I can see my fucking bones. <laughs> and I mean all the skin. Like I was like I was like a spooky You're like, Halloween skeleton. you were, like a skeleton. Paul Jennings novel. Like, just I, was, like, around. I was like a Scooby Doo-esque like spooky <laughs> skeleton man. I had no skin for uh, a long so time. Anyway, I wish I had your confidence. Because for way too long, I didn't realize that you could just rely on telling jokes. So I would throw myself head first into the Razor scooter, the Power Wing, nah. and just fucking eat it. And I should have known about that part, because where I learned to ride a bike was Perth Street Park. Really? I had no intention of learning to ride a bike. I was like, I don't need this. Nah, and happens. then dad was like, if you learn to ride a bike, I'll I'll buy you a fluffy toy, as in the three-headed dog from Harry Potter Oh, one. right. Not just like... And I was like, software. How yeah. old were you, bro? Year one. Uh, I was like, fuck yeah, A little bit old for toys? No. Nah. I think oh, it was no, more like the v- ah, and like Harry Potter. True, it wasn't a big one. I think I still have it somewhere. Just this three. That's it's nice. a it's a fucking three headed dog. It's weird. Cool. Three I've for ever the price of one was um your dad's a doctor too. You know how drug companies will just give doctors like random merch. Yeah, it's so one year this um drug for like oh, I think actual gonorrhea gave my mum <laughs> some merch that was this like maybe foot high stuffed toy of like a gremlin. With blue spots all over him because he had gonorrhea allegedly. This isn't like an inner health plus thing. Nah, it? nah, but like, but like similar in that those weird drugs like yes, yes, they have a logo. They have yeah. mascots. Um, mum doesn't appreciate how scary this is. Oh, yeah. Decides to give me a nice surprise by <laughs> opening my bedroom door and standing it at the foot of my door. So when I wake up, it's fucking gremlins scream <laughs> in fucking horror because the gremlins staring at me, I kick it back into the lounge room. Oh, I was like, oh, you don't like it? I'm like, of course I don't fucking like it. It's a gremlin. Give me Fluffy like poor Brad. Fluffy was sick. And despite, you know, meant to be scary as well, but didn't do as good of a job of it. We had a Pretty celebrity right. living in Camp Hill. Did you? And it sent the suburb fucking wild. Who? Have a guess. Who you think it was? I'm going to see if it's more uh, or less Acamanis. random. Jason Ackermanus. Yeah. I'm going to say a little more niche. Oh, Luke Lewis? Uh, maybe a bit. It was Pete Murray. Oh, that li- is the perfect level of that, that is, is a very healthy care. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I'm all a face the time. In my hands. All the time, that's a get. He was pretty big. That's a bit of a get. He was on one. I remember he as like an acoustic Brisbane musician, landed himself on a um, on a so fresh. That's pretty. Got to be. I think better days was like a track four on a so fresh. Yeah, Pete Murray was sick, bro. I feel like um. Bernard Fanning used to live in Camp Hill. Oh, really? Maybe, or his Good nephew's job. did. I just have a memory of like meeting Bernard Sure, you're not Camp thinking Hill of something. Pete Murray. Oh, actually, my Pete. Why did Pete Murray never like lead a singer band? Yeah, he seemed so. Con- Why was he, he so committed to, to solo, before being Van Roy, But he didn't do the precious ukulele and just acoustic guitar thing. What was doing? Like, now. Pete, a lot of Pete Murray songs had music. Yeah, well, he it. he was often seen around the school and at like the convenience store, and that was very. Oh, oh he's fun. got like, seems to have like music coming that's out. Fun. At the moment. He's 50. Now, so you've you've mm. got something here about Henderson Street, Henry. Mm. While we're going through the streets of Camp Hill. Mm. Is Henderson an Australian capital city? I don't think so. No. But it's probably a There's got yeah, Henderson had, a bit of connection. Henderson Street's the house where I was. I oh, where you live. A lot of great memories where Emily pulled a cup of tea onto her chest when she was very young. Oh, Burns. But heaps of Burns. Um, that's not that. one of the great I memories. I on my, like, pyjama boxes. Like, mm. burnt by dick. Oh, terrible sick. feeling, terrible feeling. It was wasn't like, that hot, so that was it was last night. Shocking. Yeah, like, oh, recently, recently. I like, I'm 21 now. I've got, to burn, <laughs> I've got to burn this dick. Oh, mate, don't remind me of Wednesday night. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't talk about yeah, but I had a, uh, my, my biggest memory of Henderson Street was uh, my year one birthday party there, which was just unreal times. Um, Spider-Man theme. So my dad dresses up as Spider-Man. Uh, like that fucking sick. gets attacked by all the kids. Oh yeah, um, and his mask taken off. But it's like th- when um, my uncle dressed up as Captain Feathersword Yeah, and all the kids were like fucking get him. Which is what Anthony used to do. Because Captain Feathersword for many years was just the Blue Wiggle in disguise. What? Before they hired a separate. Oh, because I met an, the guy who played Captain Feathersword. Th- no, this is this ironically. is old school Wiggles. This, oh, that's no, a fun right. thing. early Wiggles. But um, yeah. So the worst thing about the party was. We all like I don't know where I got this concept in my head, but we're all sitting around. Whole class is invited, right? So there's about near and on thirty year one students there. Yeah. Mum's there, grandparents helping. All, Dad dressed as Spider Man, big deal. And then um, my the, the, we cut up the cake, and then mum we sing Happy Birthday Spider Man cake. Mum then gives out the uh, first piece of cake to a girl named Jessie Doyle. Yep, I'm going to fucking name you. Name and shame. Jesse Doyle. Jesse Doyle, if you're listening. Got the first piece of cake at my year one birthday and I went fucking berserk. Effectively, they had to end the party because I was convulsing because in my mind, there was some rule, some ritual that if it was your birthday, you got the first piece of cake. I don't know why this was important to me. (laughs) I remember the girl's name. She is still mentioned as a person in our lives of the fact that I was just... yeah. If it's your birthday... I feel like the habit is you're the last person to get the cake. Oh, I thought it was some sort of thing where like it's like- The polite I, thing is you wait for everyone else to get the cake before you. Because of my weird fucking brain, I bet I thought there was some sort of curse. I reckon I would have thought I was in some, like some sort of curse that if like if it's the birthday, but it's like in the vein of if you touch the bottom, you got to kiss the closest girl. I wonder if there was some sort of that. that I of Why? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have to be the first. And then a few <laughs> weeks later. <laughs> you were in the most difficult child. i was Scooby-Doo for a year, <laughs> Jesus brother. Jesus Christ. And then I remember specifically a few <laughs> weeks later, a few weeks later, we were at another birthday party, a girl named Alana. And I'm talking to her mum and her sister, telling it like a war story. I'm like, <laughs> and can you believe it? I didn't even get the first piece of cake yeah. at my own birthday party. And they go, oh, that's so bad, Henry. You can have the first piece of cake at Alana's birthday party where we were. So they go to Alana and go, Alana, Henry didn't get the first piece of cake at his birthday party. So he's going to have your first piece of cake. Alana, being a rational person, was like, yeah, fine. I don't care. <laughs> so then I <laughs> what I the saw shit. what was my first experience with justice Got the first piece of cake. I thought you'd at got another girl's up. birthday, buddy. Yeah. And they like announced it and were like, Henry's getting the first piece of cake because he didn't get it at his own birthday. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <God>. Thank you. <laughs> like a class litigant finally <laughs> getting compensation. Like, thank you so the much. The end of the castle. <laughs> Just like, finally. Oh, finally. <laughs> that is, I love the idea of the line. I was like, yeah, dude, whenever it's cake. All yeah, the same. Talk about a fucking matter. Anyway. I um, also think the first slice of the cake is often the most imprecise. Yeah. Because they're trying to nail both sides. I didn't even love Whereas, cake. it's er, the second slice of cake, one side's already set. Uh. So you just need to nail one cut instead of two. Anyway, enough from uh, us Definitely. Marie Antoinette's here. Um, no, right, uh, touch footy at White's Hill. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say briefly, why is touch footy always just at the most inconvenient locations? Mm. I say this because I'm a north sider but White's Hill is like the place for it to be played. Like, always cold. I played cold. touch footy when I was there. But my dad's had a touch footy team going since uni mm. that is still going strong called Wheat. Weemonga Tungara. Cool. Uh, my current boss at work is a another founding member, mm. so that's great to chat about. But they always played at Whites Hill. And when I was young, like you know, I couldn't be left to look after myself at home, so me, mum, and my sister would have to go watch Dad do his Achilles every <laughs> second week at Whites Hill touch Footy. Always freezing. They it's, fucking the grass ice is the icy. Ground. and the it's always so, slippery the, and, the, I mean, and icy. I'm sure we've done this before. The games are late as fuck. Oh, my God, yeah. If, you, if your casual job is working for Social Touch in Brisbane, there must be nice where you're getting home at, like, 1am after the pack down and stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ. The late is games not- could be, oh, oh, like, oh we've got a 9.50 you're game. You're either playing at White's Hill or Arana Hills. Yeah. If you live anywhere central, you're utterly fucked. Yeah. Don't know why you do it. The last thing you wanted to mention here was the antique shop. Antique shop. Apparently very big deal. It was relocated from Hey, uh, Hamish, friend of the show and cool guy, of course he has an anecdote about the antique shop, uh, reckons that if you find an American flag on eBay, uh, you can flip it for like a 200% profit at the antique shop because they'll buy anything. Wow. Apparently they massively overvalue stuff. Cool. So much like we gave everyone the tip about parking in front of Suncorp, uh, just bring in your old shirt to the antique shop at Camp Hill. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Give it a crack That's and- You know, who says we don't make you guys money? Does Does Kim Henry fuck? Uh, In a word for me, Henry, no. Unfortunately, our conversation has been so dominated by families, by little kids, partly our own memories, but also everything I've seen. It's a great family suburb where people grow up. It, It doesn't fuck. The one thing it's got going for it, a lot of parks, a lot of reserves, walking tracks, dark nights, no one it told us they sound predatory, yeah. <laughs> less so than fucking. <laughs> no, but I, I mean like kids sneaking out, like yeah. 14, 15 year olds. But no one no one messaged that to us. No. A lot of people talked about what it was like growing up there. Absolutely no one said, Yeah, we snuck out and got some action. I I, I just mm. it's too wonderfully family friendly and it's almost too nice to fuck. I was I was at the mum too busy. I was literally think the same thing as you I was like we even worked in romantic subplots here in that it's like yeah. oh the Baskin and Robbins was a date spot, but we didn't hear that from anyone who lives in no. Camp Hill. It was all very much, I grew up here. Oh, it's fun, fun it's young nice memories. Now. Or it's nice now. Never. Maybe it's the site of a failed date. Like, you know, yeah. you go to Botanica and then no You've spent 50 bucks on a salad and a donut. Yeah. And, you know, fuck. No, I agree. And also, like, uh, the angle I was going to maybe come from was the St. Thomas's fate. Quite a big deal at our at our school every year. The fate we, yeah, we, we, everyone knows what fates are like, and I had a big <laughs> yeah. Because at every other primary school, we yeah. we're just blasé about yeah. The fate. yeah. No, no other it's all no other, other primary school on the yeah. fate. But I um I was going to play the Wilson State School fate this year. Oh really? As in we were asked to the I was band. asked to put together a covers band. Oh, and then true. COVID happened. I was actually gutted. We can do the mangroves. It felt so triumphant. Yeah, we can do the mangroves when fates happen again. Yeah, um, but yeah, the fate was like uh. I was, had a big crush on a girl, went along, and it was when I had left to go to Terrace, but the primary school, all my primary school was still sort of there, so it was kind of like returning. Oh, uh, return, oh, what's the big bad world like? And I remember I got up very early the morning of the fete, washed my hair, put on a collared shirt. I was completely overdressed for the fete <laughs> as a <laughs> year seven <laughs> it looks kid. Like a t- and went yeah. along, and um, Isabella King, my childhood love, beautiful girl still, and we used to write letters to each other and stuff, so we were very in love and then I got there and I'm pretty sure I like went on a ride with her thought it was all in, you know, the cup and saucer. I thought it was all happening. And then just, I think she went, I don't know if she went off with another guy or like, whispered to someone that she just wanted to be friends or I don't remember what it was, but I just I, remember, think, you I, remember, I think you do remember it's too I, painful for you to bring it up. I remember I my mum driving remember. me home crying from the fact. just a <laughs> lot and I You're would be just crying listening. into your fucking college shirt. A lot of me <laughs> crying <laughs> into my college <laughs> There's nothing fucky about me <laughs> washing my hair what had to be the only time in like also, five. I, years. I, remember, I never washed I my remember hair. I remember reveal about a year ago where you were like, oh, I wash my hair like once a month. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, so what the fuck? You never wash your hair. I don't wash my hair that much. Now, can you imagine how much I watched <laughs> it in year seven? Yeah, I'm watching you at your peak of washing your hair. I and like, that. Doesn't fuck, Ed. Ready, that doesn't fuck. No, I just remembered as well. That doesn't fuck. <laughs> but I, like, crying to your face. This was at the time when <laughs> was it, was it singles were quite big, as in, what? like, when artists would release the single from their album oh, and yeah, that would you be on buy a separate, iTunes at two bucks. No, this isn't even iTunes, this is on a CD. They would bring out CDs CD for about four bucks, which would have only that song on what? it. What? And like maybe one other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, at the fate, in like a little bag or something, had gotten a single that I played in the car on the way home, crying into my college shirt. And the the song was Take a Bow by Rihanna. (laughs) That's still one of your favourite songs. I love it. That's why. Because I associate it with young love and rejection. (laughs) I guess Isabella and I, it was not our fate to be together. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. And somehow we've gotten about an hour and 20 at a Camps Hill, mate. Fuck me. What? Almost as long as Stratty. And I had things <laughs> to say about that. Oh, I uh, think, oh sorry, guys. Apologies, guys. If you made it this realize. far, we love you. Uh, in our sponsorship pitch... <laughs> uh, in our email I made explicitly clear That we actually have Great retention Of listeners listening To the ends of our, our episodes wow. And I hope we haven't Threatened that Camp Hill <laughs> By making this uh, so If you're still fun. listening And you've got tickets To our live show Can you see you at Pre's Yeah bring We're, a not plate. Gonna have We're not going to have them From like 5 But you will, you'll be given A Pre's yeah. time Show's at 9.30 yeah, anyway, Anyone who has a ticket We'll send out an like email And invite or you or along at, Yeah maybe like 8 Yeah Bring a plate but we are we are going to have it. You are yeah, going to be welcome. You're know, more than welcome to come. Just bring a plate. But just bring a plate. But and no food on it. We just don't just have. much plate. If you've got like a spare IKEA plate, <laughs> if, that's pretty funny. You have <laughs> you to get. A, a, <laughs> you have to have a screenshot of your ticket and a plate and to get in. It could be a paper plate. It could be. But we would just yeah. like plates. Little plastic to be able IKEA to plate is Henry and I have dibs to the permanently the plates in this house yep and we'd like our housemate to get one too okay so bring an empty plate bring a screenshot thanks for hanging around for ages to talk about Camp Hill great lovely Actually, suburb lovely suburb let us know what, know what you want to want. hear next uh, we've got a great response to Stratty, so you know if it's Bali if it's Nisco if it's backpacking in Europe let us know any specials you want to hear Brisbane abroad and as always any suburbs we did Camp Hill this week off the back of about four messages so you could be the next